0: you're listening to the best of itw brought to you by pop guide and wikileaf the new and deadly menace
1: lurking behind closed doors marijuana the burning weed with its roots in hell
0: on this episode itw welcomes tattoo artist graffiti writer and musician opio ortiz of the long beach dub all-stars
2: Oh, yeah. uh, we have had <laughs> one one guest on at least twice, and that's Opie Ortiz.
3: Oh yeah, he's the best. I love Opie. Actually, uh, um, I was just—he's come up a lot lately. I, I talk to Opie still all, all the time, yeah. and he—he's fucking awesome. He's a, he's the fucking raddest dude ever. Actually, the Long Beach Dub All Stars was the last show I saw before the lockdown.
2: Wow. Actually, yeah. I think that was one of the last shows we saw before the lockdown yeah. too. Young Carter went and shot those guys. You did a video with them, didn't you?
3: They're the best. Yeah, yeah. They're You're
2: allowed best. to talk from back there if you want. Oh,
4: yeah, I did.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's great and we've been we we I I got to hit him up cuz you know, we actually had a cool crazy idea that we wanted to Yeah, we'll figure up, something out with that. With I, was thinking, here, I was thinking I was thinking of uh
2: I was thinking of that how we would do that last night.
3: When okay. I, sleep. I got a pretty But good idea. um um yeah, his story is amazing from the beginning is just you know jamming with his friends yeah. and making cool art to fucking having a huge art career and music career Tattoo and artist. and surviving really fucking hard times from losing well, your fucking best homie to uh bouncing back from that with love and tribute to your homie you lost mm-hmm. and carrying on the music to going to prison in Japan. In Japan, yeah, yeah, for marijuana to surviving that and getting out and getting reunited with your family who you thought that was, you might uh, not
2: see for 10 years. That yeah. was <laughs> longer. He didn't
3: know. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. That was a really interesting
2: one because this one he wanted to come on because he called you up and said, I want to come on your podcast again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because he was like, it was... Uh, he came on the first time in Venice, when we were all in Venice, and hopefully we'll put those ones out again too at some point, uh, which was awesome, and we got to hear that story. But then he's Amazing. like, I want to tell you about Japan. Yeah. And then he came and he told Woo! us about Japan, and thank you for hosting. We did that at Program, Your Spot, yeah. shout out yep. again. We, we made sure to tag it at the end of the episode, but, um, but thanks again for doing that because we had some – there was some really cool-looking episodes uh, yeah. on, 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 on the revisit. of have a different vibe. But he told us um, at the show in Toronto when he was there with the Agri-Lights that uh, because of our clip that we put out, um, uh, what's it called? TMZ hit him up. And so TMZ, oh, and TMZ asked if he would come on TMZ and tell him the story. And he's like, no, nah, I just do that for my homies.
3: <laughs> what?
2: Yeah. Because of our episode? Because of you our never episode. told me that. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that cool? He's like, ah, like that. He started, I told that story to those dudes. But that was really neat. Wow. So, isn't that cool? Whoa. Mm-hmm yeah dang yeah that's cool and he was when we saw him in in, in in toronto like it was just like nothing he's like yo what up and it was just like yeah he's and a he's a, he's, dude, he's also a pretty big guy
3: oh yeah yeah yeah,
2: yeah like in personality and oh, just yeah. like he's what he's you know he's tall, a big
3: dude yeah he's just and, a good dude man yeah and uh just kind caring guy so musical like such a fucking ripping singer dude like he's just he some of his like vocal ideas are really cool yeah, his records are cool, man. But uh, uh, they just played a giant festival. I believe it was Cali Roots Fest. They posted pictures. I mean, they were just playing to an endless field of people. Oh, so great. he's he's out there killing it again. And uh, his brother was really cool, Filiano, yeah, the Doobie the first Raider. For the Absolutely, first one, or the Doobie Raider. Yeah, yeah. And I still hear from him uh, here and there, and uh, he's doing great. So it's just good to see him out there. I mean, he's part of like. This alumni of guests that we have, that like, it's so cool to, to meet them and talk to them about their experiences, and then to just, you keep watching them kill it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, wow, fuck yeah, man, that guy rules. You know, it's just like, yeah. ah, yeah. I got to talk to him or whatever. You know, it's just and the kindness,
0: things. like, yeah. you know, them bringing us stuff. It's oh, like, oh, wait, wait a, a minute, like, we're, Whoa, we, bro, wait, yeah, we want you on cool. our show, yeah, and you're yeah. bringing us stuff. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, they gave us all the stickers. I still got those stickers on a bunch and, of my stuff. And. Uh, Shout out to Ken Seaton, their yeah. manager, who came out too. And
2: yeah, we're, that that was the first time.
3: So don't expect to see Fafili Adam on this episode.
2: This one was the one on program yeah. about Japan, but we'll get that first one out again because yeah. it was really good. I, I I watched that one again quite recently, and I really yeah. really liked it. What I like about Opie so much is that he's obviously seen a lot of shit. He's obviously tough as shit, yeah. uh, but um, not afraid to be vulnerable in in a lot of different ways. Like you know Just he'll be he'll guy. be honest. Yeah yeah yeah. He doesn't give a f- he doesn't have to. He doesn't give a fuck, really. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. He's an artist. Yeah. Straight up. He really is an artist. You know what I mean? mean? Like, dude, doesn't, doesn't give like, a fuck. Oh, I just got goosebumps. And what a, again, this is, that's yeah. a good sign. I think that we're getting some good content here, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the second goosebumps in this, uh,
3: these recap sessions. I once had a guy in Germany <laughs> oh. tell me he had goosebumps. And he walked up to me and he goes, I have chicken pox from <laughs> this from this." blah, 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 or whatever, and I just remember fucking trying so hard not to die in front of him, and it's it's goosebumps. And I had another guy say chicken skin. I have chicken skin from this. That's a bit more accurate. Yeah. 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 It's pretty funny. I don't know why I thought of that when he said goosebumps, but it popped in my mind.
2: Probably the weed.
3: It must be the weed, (laughs) man. (laughs) Weed, bro. Weed. Weed, bro. Weed.
2: Weed. yeah, that was awesome. And uh, hopefully uh, we can have Opie on a number of we times. We have to have yeah. Opie on. He well, we like needs to just be a, any a regular guest.
3: Yeah, yeah, a
2: co-host from time to time. That yeah, was really man. Sure. Um, Dude, Opie's the shit. Like a, 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 like a definite friend of the show, and uh, we're so
3: fortunate. Maybe we'll make that weird idea happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. I need oh, to go I,
0: get tattooed from him when we're down there, too. Yeah, well, that'd that too. be rad. Yeah, yeah. Dude.
3: That would be We could cool. all get matching little, like, dolphins on our bellies buddy together. tats i love yeah. that we could all get tramp stamps together mm. i have
2: one, He's already. Got one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> god damn it but like i get the three dolphins
2: like yeah, going exactly. around
1: my belly but for sure yeah
2: i'll probably get something more than what he does but can i can i can i,
1: <laughs> can I still get a, yeah
3: still <laughs> i'm get gonna go, go fly stamp? down to la get opie ortiz to tattoo me and get something that's yeah what if i got him to give you a tramp stamp dude that's a great would you get the would you get one of his sons You you know, actually, um, I made a bet many, many, many years ago on tour. I even forget what the bet was over, but me and Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio, yeah, who is now the singer of Blink, (laughs) uh, uh, he, uh, which is so fucking dope, Mm -hmm. dude. But uh, we made a bet to get some kind. We made a bet together on tour. I remember I was on a lot of drugs and drunk, but we both lost, and we both had to hold each other to it, like. That we were gonna get PT Cruiser tramp stamps.
1: <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah.
3: And, uh, fucking, uh, uh, we both, like, agreed to, like, kinda not hold each other to it later on. Like, yeah. we like, saw each other after a while. Like, oh, dude, did you get yours? So, you I and Matt know, are at bel- do- Bet Welchers. Yeah, we are. But, like, cause I, I was like, fuck, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a PT Cruiser tramp stamp. We're doing this. I hope, or, and then I we, hope we, or- we both let each other off the hook? That's you should, That's a how great band name, by the way. PT Cruiser Trans Stamp.
0: That's a great band name. <laughs> would you put tribal around the outside of it? Like oh just yeah, some, around the yeah, around the outside. Do you think do you
2: think Opie? do you think OP would do like some like kind of broken angel wings on my back? <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Yes. F, F, F would, would cool. get the
0: broken angel wings, but he has a Sepultura tattoo that I found out about today. Yeah, my
3: back tattoo is a Sepultura <laughs> tattoo. Bloody Dude,
0: I'm a fucking super nerd. Let's
2: nerd well, let's talk about Sepultura when we have them yeah. on the show. We'll, okay. stick, we'll yeah. stick on Opie.
3: We we should get Derek on the show. That, that would, would be, be amazing. Yeah. That would be amazing. But shout out Derek shout and Sepultura. <laughs> Sepultura, I love you.
2: So it was awesome having Opie Ortiz on our show. Yeah, it was. <laughs>
3: Your friend. <laughs> yeah, he is my friend. He's the best. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: understands and I, I like know he gets
2: Sepultura.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he always says it that way. Hey, I've been a, saying it wrong my whole life. Hey,
2: hey. hey. How do you say
3: it? Sepultura Sepultura, dude. <laughs> sepultura. Now how do you say it? Sepultura. Sepultura? Yeah. 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 All it's right. a tomb. Is it? Yeah. Oh, it's like actually a Spanish word. Uh, it will... Portuguese, I guess. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Cool.
3: Um, yeah. Well, check out the Long Beach Yourself All Star. Here we go on another tangent, dude. You, like, like, you know what else is sick, man? Pizza. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, Opie Ortiz
3: is sick. Sepultura is sick. Pizza rules, dude. Like, movies. I would be like, Bub's, you know.
0: Cheese is good. Sick.
2: <laughs> anyway, it was Opie awesome
3: likes it. pizza. Can I wrap this fucking show up? <laughs> I bet you he loves pizza. What's that? I want to know what Opie thinks about pizza.
0: Text him and find out if he likes Obi, pizza. Let's go. Get him
3: God. Might take a while for him to answer, though. Well, we'll have to we'll have to, do, we'll have to do a recap we'll on this pizza. We'll we'll, t- we'll 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 cover the pizza thing with Opie when you, we have him back on the yeah, show. next show. <laughs> next show, it's gonna go pizza how you got into weed, your family
2: life with your brother Filiano, first yeah, show. Yeah. Your your relationship with Bra- Bradley Noel, first show. Yeah. Second show show
3: your, your harrowing experience. your harrowing
2: experience in a Japanese prison for getting busted with weed. You, oh yeah, yeah. And your third one, we're just gonna ask him what his like, favorite kind hey, of pizza, pizza is, sick, and bro, if he, what do you put on your pizza? If, if you'd like to go to a tuna show sometime. Yes.
0: Yeah. and I feel how he feels about Airbud
2: and uh, how he feels about airbud
3: Bud. Air, dude. Okay. I think we all know how he feels about okay, Air Bud. Okay, shut up <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Can we get Airbud on? We were talking about that earlier. like whatever the latest Airbud is, let's get him on. Air buddies. let's get him on.
0: <laughs> That's the name of the show. Okay,
3: hey, uh, write is- in if you want us to get them on the show at airbudfans at gmail.com.
2: <laughs> there you go.
3: I hope you enjoy
2: the best of ITW <laughs> with Opie Ortiz. Yeah. This is one of the craziest episodes we've ever had.
3: It really is <laughs> fucked up, dude. It's, fucking it's wild. It's wild as shit.
2: It is totally wild. It's uh but it, the thanks and we can't wait to see him again. Love you, anytime Opie. anytime Love you, Opie. to collaborate with Opie that would be just a yeah. fucking treasure. Absolutely. Check it out. Yeah, uh we're here uh with our friend our, uh, Opie Ortiz. Um of Long Beach Dub All Stars, tattoo artists, graffiti artist, uh, Sublime Crew—you know—needs no introduction. And he's also been on the show once before. So if you want to know how Opie got into the weeds, <laughs> yeah, go listen to his last episode <laughs> with us. We're going to talk about something different. He was uh, recently—well, uh, serious—busted bu- in Japan for weed, right? Yeah,
1: incarcerated. <laughs> incarcerated. Uh, They—I was stopped on the street. I'll tell you like the whole. I'll, I'll start at the very beginning. Give be you like a real quick rundown. Okay. We fly there. Um, dub All Stars, we play one show and it was me, another friend, Tomoyan. Because I had like the band had like, I think, I don't know what happened, we were partying. The band had like went to a, a restaurant and I went to some bar that was right down the street. So I was just going to link up with them later. And it was me, Permanent Mark. We went to this other bar and um, we did a shot of tequila the show went great we played good and um the the japanese crowds are always so you know ecstatic and just glad to be there you know so we're at this bar afterwards yeah and um we did a shot of tequila and we drank a corona i think we were mingling with some other tattoo artists and um we walk outside and within like 10 steps like there's a there's like a cop right there looking at me like smiling like super smiling you know and i don't know if i I can't remember if i was smiling or whatever it was just a very weird moment but from that point on it felt like every like time stopped and they were like oh could we search you and i was like yeah like i've never been searched there before never been like how many times you been to japan like that would that time would make my eighth time Since like 2000. So I've never been like searched. Like I know it's extensive. Like when you go in there, like they're like anti-weed and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And we played it. I played it safe, you know, for that long, you know. So I think this time I just, I kind of like, I had some on me, you know. And then when they said search, I was just thinking, oh yeah, here's my passport. And then they were like, no, we need to search your bag. So I think I like, from what i heard that my friend in who's japanese was saying that there might have been a, a undercover inside the bar we were at we were partying at so maybe someone tipped him off or something because it was too weird right when i walked outside the cop 10 steps and the cop was like oh hey what's going on holy fuck! yeah and, and for people that don't know
4: how severe the punishment is for weed in japan i mean I mean you would know better than us but yeah it's, it's very severe yeah,
1: it's no joke so i had like a, a about an eighth in my backpack yeah and it was stashed it was like in a it was in a potato chip container and everything and um they found it like i guess you could smell it it was it was pretty sealed up and they found it and then uh it was like a the the, tr- the whole trip started right then because I was like on a euphoric, you know, when you're there, you're like, it's kind of euphoric. You're like there playing for these people and it's, mm. it's a very like honor, you know, and yeah. to be there. And we were playing new music and stuff. So it was like a huge deal. And then for that, that slip up for, to happen, you know, like just got too comfortable, I think. And uh they searched me down and then they found that and that was like. You're going to jail you know like and then i didn't there was no like hope even like when i got a lawyer there was no like they were even like he was even like oh maybe three to six months you know like for like foreigners you know like get caught in that situation so i'm just thinking damn like i fucked everything up you know like uh-huh. the, the european tour had to come to a stop the japanese tour how? luckily kept going because there's like three singers you know what i mean they can pull it off but um they were gonna get this other singer from another band to fill in for europe and shit
2: wow how how was the reaction from the fans like was was it was it big news there
1: um a lot of the japanese know like they just think their laws are really they hate them you know what i mean it's just like if you get busted more than once with weed, you're looking at some serious time. If you get busted once with weed, there, I think if you live there, it's like, five, well, like a year to. Five I've, heard, years. I've heard something like I've heard
2: more commonly three, but I was there a long time ago, and for some reason I have it in my head that seven. I should have done some research into it. But.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> I think it's one to five years. If you, it depends on the the amount and you know um, the situation. I believe. I denied it the whole time. I said it wasn't mine, and someone mistook my backpack. And um, I was at the show for 11 hours. My backpack was there at the show for 11 hours. So I was just like, and then luckily, my friend PM had video of the whole night. So in the video, you can see a bunch of people going backstage, right? And my backpack sitting right there in the video. So it was kind of like,
0: no way.
1: Then the prosecutor was like, Oh, I don't know if I'm gonna try, I don't know if I'm gonna prosecute this case. So then I kind of got a glimmer of hope, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, he doesn't know. Like, I was like, Oh shit. So they give you 10 days and then they give you another 10 days when they're investigating the, the case or whatever. And they're very, like, it's very, like, it's very serious when you're getting interrogated and stuff, they ask you the same questions over and over. So,
2: so tell us what, take, take us from the top. like you got caught with it and then what happens? You cuff on you, you get right, like thrown in the back yeah, of the car? Yeah, they
1: throw you in a car and then you go straight to the, uh, I went straight to Shibuya local um, station. So it's just like a normal jail, like a local city jail. So it's just like holding cells with- um,
2: Were you in there by yourself or?
1: No, there was like four, there, there was three other dudes in there. Like the cell holds like four dudes so you're just in there like and they're like no no english you speak japanese now your numbers now uh, you you're now a number your uh, what was my number ninja hashiban 28 and i'm vegetarian so i i know like once you get into a some kind of you know function like that like the food's going to be fucking shitty so it was even worse that i told him i was vegetarian yeah Yeah, i mean it was just pumpkin and spinach and rice that's it and like a little bit of radish they have like radish that was like the only thing and maybe seafood or seaweed yeah so it's like after a while though my homies put some money on my books and then i got to buy lunch and i was buying like fish bento boxes and shit like that so that's only lunch like yeah it was pretty weird, like, if you've ever been incarcerated before, you know how to just fall in line and shit like that, like, but it's another thing to how they like, it's in a whole nother country. And you're like, the language thing is like, I thank God in my cell, there was a guy who went to school in San Francisco. He's, he's an architect, he builds houses and shit. And uh, he was an artist also, but he spoke very fluent English. So I was like, me and him were chopping it up, and no. the guards busted us a couple times. And they were like, "Don't speak about Japanese culture. Don't ask him about Japanese culture or anything like that." Whoa, trippy. Yeah. So they're just like, they hate us, you know. The guards. I think some of the guards. We called them the Gestapo. There was just <laughs> one unit. They were pretty gnarly. And they just yelled. That's all they did all day. Fucking yell. Insane it's like you think of those old samurai movies like if you close your eyes that's all that's all i was envisioning you know (laughs) you know they're just screaming and yelling and you're just like what the
4: and you have no idea what they're saying yeah
1: it sounds like they're killing somebody but they're just like reprimanding someone in japanese you know
4: that must be so stressful dude yeah it was real
1: stressful and then like the the no hope thing like not knowing what's going to happen you know what i mean like did you have any communication with your family or anything? Yeah, I had. I got a lawyer because my promoter he he helped out in the band. So I had a lawyer, and he was. I would write letters, and then he would send them to my my wife. Wow. Yeah. So it's wow. yeah. There's no communication. They they try to put you in this like deprivation tank kind of thing, you know, like where you just don't know what's happening.
4: And you had no how. No idea how long you would be in there. Yeah, because for what we all thought you were going to be in there for years or something. When yeah, I yeah.
1: Talked to Ken, I was like, when they first what? said it was you like I mean? they first said it was like something like ten grams though. Oh, really? And I was just thinking, oh, I was like trying to figure it out, like talking to the guy that was in my cell, and he was asking me about the situation and stuff like that. And he kept trying to tell me like to just admit it that it was mine. What? And I was just like going, oh, I don't see the, A I don't way. see that happening like no way Yeah, i'm riding this to the end you know like i just was like nah, i don't know who's that is and, and then they just- but but in the end when they find when they were interrogating me and they had pictures of it and everything it was like they were like, like telling me to acknowledge that it was cannabis in the bag and stuff like that and i was like yeah it looks like it
4: <laughs> yeah i don't yeah.
1: know who i don't know who's that is or whatever but that's insane yeah it was pretty creepy and then like after a while you start to like like there's no like exercise room or nothing they give you like a little time to go outside but it's just like this little tiny cement thing you know and uh you just have to exercise inside your in in the cell and just kind of stay positive try to just keep your head out of like the the It's like the silent kind of like all you hear is screaming and then a lot of silence people are just reading books, you know Yeah, it's it was it was like a mind fuck. There's nothing you could read, right? You know, no, no They had a couple English books I read all those and then finally um, I hit up the consulate the consulate sent some books I read all those they were garbage, right like Hunger Games and fucking (laughs) What was the other one? Did you did
2: you were you dealing much with the US? Like how did all that go down?
1: um they give you an option to like um they'll let everybody know but i just denied. i just said i don't want nobody i just said just my family mm-hmm. like this they, they said they'll contact the press and everybody but they were instantly saying the lady was like instantly like are they treating you okay like what's going on have you mm-hmm. been eating she was instantly like caring to my Dude, yeah did did be that must have felt good but like then she every- was but then she was like I, i'm aware of your charges and you have to be you know prepared yeah that's what they kept saying like be prepared for like Is that be prepared for you know they all work on honor and you if you you know disrupt their system you know you're gonna you know so i was just like that wasn't that didn't help at all you know the yeah. yeah. U.S. consulate was telling me that and my lawyer was telling me the same thing like just you know three to you know six months you know i've seen this before and so i'm just like i'm preparing for the worst in, yeah in my mind you know and i'm like i'm like thinking all you know shit. i got to sell at home to take care of bills and you know shit like that like that's running through my mind like on a daily you know
2: mm-hmm. holy shit luckily now- i have
1: like some strong you know friends and family that were just like just hold off and wait and yeah. my wife she was in her mind she was like she's she had marked it down on the calendar she was like he's gonna get out on this date. and he and ken was like ken she was talking to ken and ken was just like like and she's like Ken, no. being your manager ken, yeah and, and she's list like list. no ken he's getting out on this date and i had written her a letter and I had, I gave it to her when I got out, and it, like, it says, I, I think I'm pretty sure I'm going to get out on this date. It was just like a mind thing, you know, <sighs> like, I think they were just like, okay, you're, you're busted, you're busted, so you're going to have to do, you know, 20-something days till we figure it out. I think I got really lucky that they were super busy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Was this prison really crowded? It was super crowded, and they were, like, they're like busting people because the Olympics are coming through, so they wanna show like clean they're cleaning up kinda right. in a sense. So that's what my friend was saying also that they could have just done that just to they're proven a point to like um all travelers and you know, whatever. I'm not sure.
4: Did uh it cause you any problems being heavily tattooed in jail in Japan? No. No
1: they were the the older dudes were kind of tripping on all my stuff and then there were some dudes in there that were heavily blasted too so yeah but it was japanese stuff so i think they look at american tattoos as like they want to look at them they want to trip out on them
2: Hmm.
1: yeah like i was showing them like some of my funnier ones and they were they, they couldn't believe it really? so, so
2: you, they you got out because the prosecutor didn't want to because pro- uh, of the, the bag video is that what you're saying so so can you, can you clarify how that all worked I think
1: Sorry. that there's they were so busy that like when you go to go to the prosecutor thing like your bus they go and pick up all the people from all these different jails all around there's like a whole busload of guys that go into the prosecutor, and then the prosecutors are just like they had to get for one they have to get a um a translator every time. So that costs money, you know what I mean? (sighs) And then they got to, so I'm in there, they arrange a translator, I'm in there, they're like asking me everything that happened. And I think they were kind of like, they kind of believed my story because I was there. I was like, my backpack was there for 11 hours. There's a bunch of people walking in and out. It's a party. It's basically a party, you
4: know. They couldn't, 100% for sure. Yeah, they couldn't
1: really like, so they were like saying, well, we're gonna fingerprint the container. Oh, and then they did my DNA and everything. It was like it was it was pretty intense. And your
4: prints weren't on it.
1: I I I my prints would have been on it, but they it, they were so busy. I think with all wow. a bunch of cases, they probably just
2: said it to to, to sweat. Yeah, I,
1: yeah. They were just trying to they tried to get me till the very end, like the day before I was released. They had me in the um up in the forensics part of the police station because it's right upstairs from you know right from where the holding cells. And so I'm up there talking to the guy and he thinks I'm a fisherman because he's, what did he say? Oh, I did an interview for Low Bite, this fish, Japanese fishing magazine. <laughs> and he goes, oh, are you a fisherman? And I was like, yeah. And it's not true. Like when I was younger, I, I was a fisherman. But right. he is like, oh, because fishermen are good people. So I was just like, okay, this is good. This is good. You know, like oh. the cop thinks I'm a, I'm a fisherman. So it was kind of weird. And then they were like, just. Keep questioning me about the same thing like four or five times, right? Four different occasions, four different days. They're questioning me about the whole situation, right? And then, what were the
2: guys interrogating? What did they look like? What were they?
1: Were they menacing? No, they're like nerd, nerdy-looking <laughs> Japanese guys. You know, some of them look gnarly. Like some of the guys would come by and walk by the the, the door, and you could tell these guys were like fit. You know, like yeah. they were like gnarly. You could tell by their haircuts, kind of. You know, their haircuts kind of tell how menacing they they're gonna be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they were just looking at me like another, you know, dumb foreigner, you know. So then the last, the um, get me get back to the the last day that I was interrogated. So they had everything right. They had my backpack and everything. They had my phone right. And so they were like, "All right, so, well." Can we look on your phone? We want to look at the data. What? Yeah, and I was just going like No, nah, this this isn't the-. I go you can't do that. That's like invasion of privacy. Yeah. But I guess they have the right to do that, but you have to you have to say you have to give them the right. And so I was just like, oh hell no. So that was like their last plea to like for any kind of info and that would have just taken another 10 days if i would have gave them the you know they probably would have been like okay we got another 10 days so i was just like oh hell no oh, and then on. uh the next day they kicked me out Fuck. that's insane yeah and you can't return um they didn't veto my pass i have to go to the japanese embassy and ask if there's any kind of hold or any kind of thing on my it's probably just a. Uh, uh, you know when you arrive. because well, you
4: didn't get charged.
1: Yeah, so it got dropped. So.
4: So it shouldn't be a problem for you to go back. Yeah.
1: In. Plus, That's every time insane. I was That's talking amazing. to the prosecutor, I told him I had numerous fans and friends and family there, and um, he seemed pretty like cool with that. Like he was like, I understand you have fans, and he's all, but you won't, you won't be able to finish this tour. And he told me that, and then when we were talking I had my lawyer talk to him about you know Europe he was like eh, I don't know I don't think so like he knew he had that you know easily Dang. yeah wow I was more worried about I mean I love my fans and the guys in the band but I was more worried about my kids and my that's, wife That's what I of wanted to ask
4: you was like I it... was
1: like stressing out about like how was my wife handling it because if she starts to get stressed out at the kids, you know, it's just like chain reaction, you know. So you got to be like trying to tell her to keep her cool, keep calm, you know. And she couldn't do that too because no one was it was the same as what info that I was getting, that's what the info that she was getting. So my manager and my like the higher upper was like, "No, you don't, you know, it doesn't look good, you know, like there was no good news coming through, you know, until we talked to she talked to my good friend texta who's like super homie and he kind of like you know calmed her down and like got her to think of the future he was like he like made her laugh he was like oh you know don't don't stress about it it's gonna everything's gonna be fine you know just think of the story later you know and she's just like what and that's what i was thinking too like I'm, I'm putting that positive energy through my mind. I'm like, this is all going to be over soon. And I'm going to be able to laugh or cry about it. You know what I mean? Like what had happened or, I'm, you know, I'm going to have to pay this lawyer fee. I'm going to have to apologize to my brothers in the band and my wife, you know. But yeah, it happened and I got out and I, was, I cried for like a day holding my kids, you know, just because. Oh, I bet. It's just putting them through that. My daughter was the funniest because she's like, I knew you were, they're so dumb. I knew you are going to get out. <laughs> and I'm just going like, dang, I wish I had her energy when I was in there because I was just like, I just became really like in my mind thinking, trying to think like positive as possible. You know what I mean? Like maybe this is going to happen. Maybe this is going to happen, you know? And I got to talk to my lawyer after the fact. He came to, he came to visit me when I got out. I was at the homies, um, clothing company and we were laughing about it. And he was like, he said the same thing. He said, like, either they got lazy or they were so busy that they didn't have time for it. And they were just like, kick them out, you know? And he was like stoked that they didn't mark my my visa or my, yeah, because yeah, that's a huge thing too. I mean, my wife even said that she said it the other day, she's like, would you go back to Japan? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, yeah, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like it, it the, i think when i was in there they tried to make me not love japan you know what i mean but they couldn't right. break that they couldn't break my love for japan That's amazing yeah i was just like thinking dang i'm in shibuya how many times have i been to shibuya and i'm like thinking oh yeah that big crazy sh- sh- shitty city you know like yeah. the huge shitty city and i'm like going oh man like yep so i think i'll stay clear from shibuya but yeah. There's a lot of good places there, you know, like the game. We've always played the game. I have like so many memories from that spot specifically. Cool. Now I have another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. I
2: accidentally smuggled, I told you that before. I accidentally smuggled weed into, into Japan once. And I, it was, even, even though I got away with it, I went into like a total fucking panic. Oh, yeah. I, would, not, like, yeah. I would have fucking shattered in fucking Japanese prison, man. Holy wow. fuck.
4: I remember going to Japan
2: with my band and new members.
4: Whenever you go with new members or fill ins, I'm just like, if you smell weed, straight up walk the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up. It's not worth it, dude. Yeah. God, it's crazy.
2: Yeah.
4: It's astonishing. The, the laws are still so archaic.
1: Well, we I've been there. We were there one time. We were in Nagasaki and I was with Eric Dressen. We were tattooing. And, um, and we're, in a dress we're like and casual shoot. homies, you know, like. We know each other through tattooing and some other homies of ours and um i took a break and i was like i'm gonna go blaze you want to go blaze and he he looked at me dead square in my eye and in my eyes and was like don't smoke in japan and i was like why 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 like tell me the story you know and he's like i'll tell you later but he said he got so high one time he was like tripping out you know like maybe had a panic attack or something like that you know And then I've heard other stories of people, like, tripping out, too. I won't name any names, but, like, punk rock hierarchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. But I've always been cool when I've smoked there, you know?
2: As soon as we got off, I didn't realize how fucking crazy it was. The guy who picked us up, we were on a label called Surf Rock, and the guy who was, like, our liaison... He uh, he like started crushing joints right in the van as soon as we got there. We're like, I was like, oh okay, this is cool. Then he like after we'd smoked all the weed, he's like, starts telling us all this fucking shit. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> maybe you would not want to told us that you know that this yeah. is a fucking the, the scariest place on oh, earth yeah, to smoke dude. weed. Absolutely, you know, before I just because you know you get out of, like I didn't really know, you know. It's
1: crazy. Yeah, they're they're avid smokers. They're heads, you know, but it's like, there you got to take all these preparations. You know, before and after you smoke, you know, you're either like on a rooftop or in a car or something, you know, and they got spray, they got incense, they got everything, you know, to mints, you know, eye drops, you name it, they've got it.
2: Fuck the black market it must
1: be so fucking
2: hard because they're, they, you know what I mean? Like the it's hardest expensive. dudes, don't give a it's fuck. It's expensive, yeah. yeah. How much remember, is like, like
4: a gram of weed?
1: Oh, it's got it's up there. I think it's like Coke prices. Really? Yeah. Yeah, like this, I think. Not that I
4: know how much Coke goes for.
1: Three grams, I think, was like a hundred and something bucks. Jeez. Yeah.
4: Wow. Wow. I'm totally astonished by this whole story. It's like I'm mind blown by this.
1: Yeah. Dude, one time we were at this other this homie's house and we got there and there was it was like me and my brother were there on tour with uh, one big family band. And um, that's our Japanese homies that they just love Dub All Stars and Sublime, so we'd go there and play. My brother would do his hip hop thing, and um, I would go up there and jam some Dub All Star songs and some Sublime songs, and we just rock out. But um, yeah, they were like, um, we were we we were with them, and we met this homie, this graph head, and he's like, we had like a day off or like before the show, so we were like. He's like, oh, let's go to my pad. So we went to his pad and we hadn't smoked in like four days. So me and my brother got so lit. We smoked like six blunts. <laughs> and my brother sat down in one spot. Yeah. Is this is this the doobie raider? Yeah, the doobie raider sat <laughs> yeah. down in one spot, right? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The and raider, then dude. and then
1: he was like, I lost my phone. What? And I'm like, dude, you haven't moved. You know what I mean? Like, and he's like, Oh yeah. But he was like <laughs> He had like, he had like his little recorder and he had like, my homie has like a graph head. So he has all like the, these action figures and all this crazy sh- toys in his pad and shit. So my brother's like making all these pictures and, and then he's like, Oh, I lost my phone. And I'm like, wait a minute. You, you have, you've been sitting there the whole time. How'd you, how'd you lose it? And we just started laughing like, Oh, we're fucking six blunts deep. Like we're, we're, our minds are blown right now. And then we had to go <laughs> Then we had to go to the show, you know? So we were laughing, like when we left his house, it was like nighttime and we're like walking down the street and we're just like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're in Japan. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. After sitting in his pad for like, you know, six, that takes a while to smoke six blunts. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So I think it was like afternoon and then it was like nighttime. We went to the, whatever it was, the venue we were playing.
4: Just wow, getting mashed
1: on a couch all day. Yeah,
4: I
2: love it. Wow, dude, it's well, oh sorry. Right? No, go you go ahead. Uh, it, it, it's remarkable, like, how, like uh, how 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 illegal weed is there when there's such like well when I was there, which is probably about a decade ago, um, there's a huge like amphetamine problem, like people were just doing like that kind of shit like crazy, like a lot of junkies. I, I only got to really go to Shibuya, so that's only my only real experience with it, but there was a lot of a lot of that on the
1: streets we saw. Oh yeah, like they don't. I don't think they just they smoke it either. They like they, they like shoot it up. Jeez. Yeah, they're gnarly. When I was in there, like there was some crazy guy. They called him the amphetamine killer or whatever. He killed some young girl. What? And that dude, he looked like an old man. And he was like, it's like this a, is why you were in. It, it, while I was in there, he was in there, and every they were all tripping out. But if you looked at him he just looked like a like an old ass man, you know? But he was like the he was like famous in the news and shit.
4: Did you come across any other pretty menacing characters while you were in there?
1: Yeah, you could tell, you know what I mean, but they were all like all the people in there were either fighting some kind of like thing like me, like weed or, you know, drug thing. So, it's all like it's the same, you know, as like any other local jail or whatever. Right. Like, they just
2: have you, like, like, yeah. So you didn't get to leave your cell at all? Like you said, exercise or you're just stuck in that one place? The yeah. Whole like, time?
1: like well, two, I think two or three times a week, you just walk out to this one little yard thing.
2: So there's no general gen pop or anything like that. Like gen, general population. That's what we call it.
1: No, you, you could be able to talk to like other people in different cells during that time. When, if the, the mingling is like, you know what I mean? When, if they open their cell, you go over there, but certain guards didn't want you talking, so it's basically like no, no talking. Only Japanese.
4: That's insane. Fuck
1: yeah. So did you pick some Japanese up? Yeah, just a couple things, but.
2: What would you say your, your your name? Ninja Band? Ninja Hashiban. Ninja 28, Hashiban. Number
1: twenty-eight. Wow. Twenty-eight. I was that, Hopefully
2: that works a way into a lyric someday. Yeah, <laughs> I know, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a good tag Shibuya name.
1: Shibuya Blues seriously yeah you got some shit to write about man yeah Yeah, and then like when um yeah there was only the the only other good like hope that I was getting was when I was getting letters from uh Marshall our drummer and he's like he's pretty positive so you can't like he was like oh it's just a bump in the road don't sweat it and I was just like wow, okay okay that's a good way to think about it absolutely yeah so I had to like take my mindset out and like kind of think a little differently because day after day after day you're just kind of like going okay 10 days just went by the guys just left japan they're probably going to be going to europe you know what i mean so i was just like dang like every day was like i, I, I didn't cry once i didn't like break down or anything i was like i stayed pretty like just mellow you know just trying to think positive but as soon as i fucking got out and had my my wife on like facetime i was like <laughs> just niagara falls And i could hear my son talking in the background i was just like <sighs> she's like i don't care just get on a flight now you know and then by the time i landed it was like it was like three or four in the morning so i just went and woke my kids up they were all crashed out i was like <laughs> that's so <laughs> wrong like looking at me like, like what? what i was all crying just like dad's home wow. and they're just like wow <sighs> my my son was asking me my oldest son he was like asking me how it was and i was just like uh, you don't want to know it's like how old's your oldest he's 19 but he said the same thing too he was like i knew you were going to come home but in my mind i was just like thinking dang this I was thinking, like, I was asking the my other guys, like, hey, will they ship me to another facility? Because I, I don't, you know, I'd rather go to another spot than chill here. And he's like, oh, yeah, in the other facility they got TV and the food's better and all this shit. I'm like, damn, what? Let's go. Yeah, exactly. There was no TV, no music, no. God. Yeah. So it was just dead silence. Yeah. Some of the guards would play music during, like, lunchtime and dinner time but it was always weird like um classical music it was weird like famous video game what done classical yeah it was trippy one time it was like star wars music so random. i think they were just playing it just to fuck with us or something you know like the imperial march in the, in the very beginning you know it's bizarre yeah but then some of the guards were totally cool You could like you could just tell on their tone of of voice when they were talking to the other guys. Yeah They were just like you could tell they were cool dudes Are you uh, so you're still going to Europe? We can we postponed it till next year. So I'd
4: imagine you want to take some time off and Just be with your family. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, cuz I Wasn't about to jump on a plane and go then the guys just canceled it so because they were gonna have another guy sing but I think he pussed out or some shit. Oh, he, really? he had other, no, he had another band. Pushed out. No. I think, <laughs> I think, I didn't, I, wanna, <laughs> I don't want to say pussed out, but it's a lot to take on, yeah. you know. It's anyway. yeah.
4: huge. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd be nervous too.
1: Yeah, that's a huge. huge but he huge has another band out. that's touring right now, so he can't. It's a lot of work. Yeah, he can't yeah, do that.
4: Yeah. We're What's actually,
1: the, we're actually going He's going on the first leg of our um, summer tour. Oh, really? Yeah. Can you say who it is or no? Oh, yeah, it's Moyes from uh, Tomorrow's Bad Seeds. Oh, no way! Yeah, the homie. Trip out. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, he's he's the homie. Wow. Yeah. He's got a killer voice too, but I don't know. They were, they, they I think they had asked him and he was like, oh, "I have my band touring. You know, I can't do that."
2: Wow. Are you guys playing about? Are you still playing like local? Are you going to do a bunch of like, tri- yeah, uh, domestic just kind of waiting for
1: tour uh, the 29th. We leave on tour. Because
2: this will happen, this will air before you're in Toronto on the 31st of July. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that show. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah he's like, yeah. Oh, cool, man. Oh, yeah. It's marked on my calendar. I'm psyched. I'm coming oh, yeah. out for sure. Where's the yeah, show? It's going to be fun. It is at uh, the Danforth or is it at Opera House? One of those two. So it's at either one. I think it's the Danforth
1: musical. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Who are you yeah. guys on tour with? Um, Agro Lights, Tomorrow's yes. Bad Seeds, and then on the West Coast, or on the East Coast, it's, uh, Mike Pinto. Oh, that's cool. Yeah.
4: Agro Lights, dude. The, the, some of those guys are, like, the funniest guys ever. Oh, yeah. Dude, Jesse rules, yeah. dude.
1: Roger and Jesse are, like, comedians. It's so awesome, dude. Yeah, those are good dudes. Um, also, the drummer's super cool, and the bass player's super cool. Oh, Jeff? Yeah. yeah I, to. I like the the guitarist uh ricky he's cool too That's we all awesome, hung man. out and chill and shit my my lady really likes him and i like going and seeing him live too. because like yeah they're they're just so tight and good live you're just like dang we got to play better <laughs> they approach yeah. it really ricky. punk rock yeah you know yeah it is like a it is kind of like a foot stomping kind of makes you want to get out there and dance kind it's of it's awesome thing. yeah, yeah
2: it was, and then the motown and the soul and the reggae like just, oh, they do it all it's just absolutely. it's just good fucking music right? i love it
1: yeah, it's all yeah. it reminds all me night. of when um we were on warp tour and um flog and molly was playing a lot and um i was hanging out with john Bloodclot, and we were somewhere and he was like he's like what are you guys gonna do and we we're like oh we're gonna go see flog and molly and he was like i was like come on come on with us and then He's like, I got to get my wife. And then he was like, what kind of music is it? <laughs> and then I was explaining it to him. And then he was like, as soon as he was there, him and his wife were dancing Just all going night. Crazy, yeah, like was like, That's awesome. having a great time. Yeah, so it's always good to have friends around. When
4: dancing you... around the Irish music with a yeah. crow bag. Yeah. It's <laughs>
1: not a bad time, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Your life is rad. <laughs> he gave me like a tour of New York. We were walking around eating eating falafels and shit one time. And he was like showing me where all the punk rock shit started and shit like that. That's cool. And then like a little bit after that, he was on like some MTV commercial <laughs> doing. And I was just like, whoa! I was just like talking to him about some shit like that. Yeah.
4: I have one of his books, John Joseph. Joseph is amazing.
1: Yeah, he's a he's like a character. Yeah. Whenever I met him through, we had some tour dude through um, when we were on DreamWorks. We had tour support. We had this guy Mike some older dude and he was like our tour i don't know what tour manager or something whenever we got to the east coast so he was like you know blood clot and i was just going excuse me like are you talking about the blood clot yeah he's like he's my friend you know he's gonna come by and that's how i met him So a while ago yeah it was like i think it was 98, 2000 maybe wow that's cool yeah and so he came on the bus and he was like we were rapping and then we were I, we were like want to jam want to sing bad Brains song tonight with us and he's like sure which one you know like <laughs> it was like whoa and like we both laughed like we were both like do you know the lyrics <laughs> swing it i forget which one i think it was i or something like that yeah but he did he came out and sang a song with us it was pretty epic that is epic yeah is he one of the more epic guys you've had you guys have jammed with a million people though it's kind of crazy the list of people one time chris i we jammed with chris isaacs what yeah and he was wearing like this weird mirror suit
4: that wait what
1: yeah but the the other people that were on stage was like he the, he wasn't even you know what i mean like there was like I think Money Mark was on stage but he wasn't playing this other key, this other keyboardist guy was like knocked him straight out the you know but it was like crazy there was like it was at the Bammies
4: Oh, oh so
1: it was like the end end well, of what the, are the night the Bammies
4: It's the Bay Area Music Awards Yeah Area right? yeah. Music uh,
1: Awards yeah. Yeah. and we won this be amazing. We won like some shit one year and um we got to be like the house band that's cool. So we were like chilling with Slayer and like Dr. Dre and Cake and that's, all these people. That's cool. Yeah, it was pretty weird. And then, but the the end jam was the like the most hilarious thing because it's so all I can remember is like Chris Isaac was like playing guitar. <laughs> what? With like a mirror suit. Like percussionist from Santana was up there. Wow. I think the what's his name Bill Wasserman. Is that dude from grateful dead oh whoa he was up there jamming wow oh, we were playing a grateful hitters. dead song we were playing scarlet begonias
4: oh so it was okay, like,
1: yeah 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 it was appropriate absolutely what yeah i don't trip. know who else was on the, up there jamming that's crazy yeah man. it was a trip we've we have a connection with paul leary from buttle Surfer, so a couple of times when we played in texas he's come out and jammed some buttle surfer songs that's cool who else, who else is...
4: you've written with people too right different people
1: I haven't written with Paul Leary. I've like worked with him recording and stuff. It's cool. Yeah, he's a shit. I like him a lot. The whole
4: are epic. Yeah.
1: Who else? Like, uh, well, we we've chilled with like Mad Lion and shit like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was at our pad for a while when I lived with Eric, (laughs) and uh, we did like all night recording sessions and shit. Yeah, it was crazy. Who else? Born americans
4: yeah Born Yeah, they yeah. were
1: they're they're so killer i thought they were gonna do like a comeback i thought they were doing like a little comeback tour but i didn't hear huh. anything after that
4: that's crazy
1: yeah rock wise oh who our, our last show went out right before i quit Dove all stars the first time <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> who was the dude from pearl jam mike
4: I don't, I don't know
1: their guitarist mike he jammed with us really yeah that's crazy. I thought that was pretty cool.
4: Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah,
1: because wow, we were like, oh, we were play this punk rock song. Because I guess he's real good friends with Schmitty.
4: Okay.
1: Schmitty used to be in the Crude and some other punk rock bands, but that's what we played—the Crude cover song—and he killed it. Everyone's that's like, dope. who is that guy? I don't remember his last name. Dude from Pearl Jam. That's crazy. Yeah. The list the list goes, forever. Like, I mean, if I try to think of like the the weirdest, it wasn't our band. It was another band that Eric was in, and Eric was hanging around fucking Grizzly Adams. What? You know the actor? Yeah, like the TV show Grizzly Adams. Yeah, so we'd be partying and because I think his boat was like down two boats down from eric's Eric's boat yeah so did you guys have grizzly adams
2: yeah well yeah 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 but not like he wasn't as relevant as he was okay okay so
1: trip on this so they had a band called i think it was called del noah if i stand correct or maybe it was friends of jesus they had fucking some other like offshoot band right and they were recording so they got grizzly adams to go in and like do he was supposed to sing some song but he had wrote in like he had written like some speech to his son like apologizing or some shit but it was it was pretty epic i thought that was probably one of the most epic like collabs it has to be do Grizzly adams collab yeah. like what and he's like dylan i'm sorry might not have been the best of dads Why? yeah i mean that's how it started out and it's like some surf rock song you know it was pretty trippy it's yeah. bizarre yeah that's oh cool. wait, hey, what was it? the other one was when we were on tour and we'd have like half pint or someone, right? I think it was we had half pint, we had a day off, and they had a they had like this crazy four-track recorder in the back of the bus and we'd they'd all be jamming out. So I go back there and they had recorded Freefall in Tom Petty, right? And Half Pint was singing it. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so... And then they dude, and then they did another they did like an Iron Maiden one and Half Pint was singing that. What? I think they did Run to the Hills. Really? Yeah, it was so epic. I wish I had those That's recordings. Insane. And then they did I think they did Iron Man or some shit and he sang it.
4: That's insane.
1: Yeah, like imagine like doing like a a punk rock, rock, reggae, collab album with like having like the reggae guys sing like yeah. It'd be epic. That's amazing. Yeah. I so we need to make that You know what happen. happened is like <laughs> we were drinking whiskey and then everybody was like hammered, you know, like, and there was like still a little bit left and half pint was like, oh, let me get a little sip of that. Next thing you know, he's in the back of the studio jamming out and they're like, it's it, I remember listening to a couple of them and they didn't sound bad. Like he was hitting the notes and everything. That was so pretty crazy. epic. Yeah wow and we were doing when we were, when mad lion was at the pad we were doing like country songs and shit like he, he has a pretty he knows a, a lot like jamaicans know extensive country music really yeah they're really into it and so he was like singing some crazy shit and we were just like i was blown away that's not like full country style and yeah. i was just going hey bro you're mad lion dude knock that shit off yeah he's like yeah right okay
4: they probably relate to kind of like the farm life, kind
1: of. I don't know. There's a couple of DJs that are like they they all they rap about is like wild wild west and shit like that. Like Josie <sighs> Wales is like that. Oh, so they're in the whole cowboys. Yeah, zone. they're on the whole. You know, it's so weird. Yeah, it's trippy. It's so weird. When you were in um
2: in, in prison, was there anything you were fixating on? Like like fuck, like I want to hear this right now when you can hear <laughs> music or anything. Oh like yeah, that? I
1: was like, I was like songs would get stuck in my head for like days and i would be like wow it would hurt it would like it was it was pissing me off so then i was like trying to like figure out the lyrics to whole songs in my mind and you know which one song the one song that stuck in my head was it's crazy but it's the stevie wonder version of um what is it we can work it out is that what it- <laughs> really (laughs) gotta see it my way what yeah that was like because i kept forgetting it and then i like would remember the lyrics and then i was like kept going over it and over it again and then i was like i wonder if we could play that live and then i immediately caught out when i got out and i listened to it and i was just going no way there's no way we could do that shit's so gnarly how did that song pop in your head i don't know why because the beginning the the beginning keyboard thing and that was just like on fucking replay in my mind dude that's amazing and then but i just kept going to the we can work it out you know that was like my resolve to it so i was just like i had to like go over different songs like don't do that one again please but yeah i was like trying to think of songs and then i would when I got home, I just listened to like that and some other shit that was going on in my mind. And of course, like our new album, like some of the mixes that were like stuck in my mind. And then, so I had a whole new, like fresh kind of palette thought, like in my brain of like how our shit should sound. It's kind of weird. I had to go to like Zen, like, you know, jail to like figure out how i want my shit to you know how i want our shit sounding
4: you were kind of forced into into introspection
1: yeah yeah like hardcore like the whole the whole thing with no talking oh it's just like dang that goes against like our human rights you know like but yeah those guards were like they'd come out and they'd be like whatever they'd say and they'd be everyone would shut up crazy man that's crazy yeah so you want to have books you know you want to have like my homies brought me a bunch of like tattoo books and like some other shit and so you were allowed a couple visitors yeah yeah i would had vis. i had like um my homie now and his wife chica San, they came and visit me with their daughter God. and um my homie texted came and visit me like my lawyer kept he was in constant you know but they have you in the corns jumpsuit no, you just wear like like sweatsuits, like a little normal sweat like, Oh, yeah? Yeah, just comfortable shit. But after a while, you're just like, you're laying on like this with carpet on it, you know what I mean? It's like...
4: You lay on you the can, floor?
1: Yeah, you, can, you can't be... There's, there's no way to be comfortable like that. Like, I can't... Like, we're spoiled with sofas and sh- fucking yeah. pillows and shit. Man, it was... Dr- my back was all... I just had to keep stretching my... My shit out like trying to like yoga it out like my my muscles and my bones and my back and shit because you're just like start to feel your age you know
4: and all the dudes there just used to it
1: no they were as soon as they saw me stretching they started stretching too you know they were like one of the guys was like a jujitsu guy so he was like he would just be like kind of walking around punching in the air and stuff like that and i think he was like a yakuza guy so, and he was young, he was like super young, but he was a boss. So you kind of just, I just kind of kept clear of him, but he was super cool. He made a joke later, like we were talking, like he was tripping on my tattoos. And then he was like, ha ha, he's all Ninja Hashibon memory <laughs> tattoo, <huh>? pumpkin. <laughs> like, so he, he was joking around, you know, like, yo, get your number with the pumpkin. Cause that's all they fed you here. So you're, you can memorize memory, memory that. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> and I'm like, I know, right? I'm like, oh, I'm already thinking about that, right? Cool. And then, like, because he would be the one to hand the food when the food came, so every time my food would come, he'd be like, <laughs> pumpkin, you know, which was every time. And then my the, my friend that spoke English, he said, my father will never eat pumpkin. And I'm like, why? And he's like. Because in the war, that's all they fed them, pumpkin, and I'm like this kind of pumpkin, and he's like yes, and I'm like I quit eating it after that. What? Yeah, so I would just eat whatever the. You're pumpkin,
2: that's for sure. Yeah. Like uh, when when he says the war, like he means like the prisoners of
1: war, or no, no, he's talking about like his the dad, soldiers, his dad being in, in uh, World War Two or something like that.
2: They just fed him cum- pumpkin. Pumpkin. That's what the millet. That's what the government fed their soldiers.
1: Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah.
2: God's pretty bad, dude.
1: And if, I mean, like pumpkin once, you know, as a side yeah. thing, Whatever. it's okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. pumpkin soup maybe once, you know what I mean? Right. Every fucking yeah. day, bro.
2: <laughs> I love how you're trying to reason with them. Like, I know. guys, guys, like pumpkin no, once
1: would have been okay. See, the other thing that sucked <laughs> too amazing. is when the, they would give you potatoes, but they were Japanese potatoes and they're sweet. So there's no, like, everything that they were giving me was sweet. And I was like, man, I was asking the dude, I was like, man, you got a Japanese, guy, your culture, you guys like sweet stuff, huh? And they're like, yeah. Like a lot of sweets. Weird. Yeah. I mean, we're like that too, but we're, you know, but they're like into eating like, like I don't know. I, I, I got over it real quick. I was ready to go. I, I started eating fish immediately as soon as I got right. a chance. I felt like my body was just going like, oh, you ain't going to fucking last with this pumpkin, spinach, fucking minuscule. Like, it was probably like, the rice was this much, and there was probably like that much veggie. So, you know, if you're eating vegetables, you have to eat like, you know, a lot. Like, you got to make up for a lot of different stuff that you're not getting with the meat, you know. In Japan, I always notice
4: everyone in Japan smokes. Oh, yeah. So, like, in jail, was it pretty gnarly with smoking? No,
1: no, there was no smoking. Oh, really? There's no coffee. Whoa. They give you tea. Oh. That's, that's the crazy. only thing to look forward to in the morning. You could drink a bunch of hot tea, and at night, you get hot tea. Wow. God.
4: That's intense, man. Yeah.
1: A little learning lesson.
4: You know, I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here with us. Yeah, thank you for being here with us. I, I'm completely mind blown. If you can give any advice to any bands that haven't been to Japan yet, what would you tell them?
2: Um, or just anybody? Yeah, just don't. Band. Just
1: stay away from the weed when you're there. You know, there's so much else going on. You know, like. I mean, if your homies are, you know, the locals and they know what's going on, yeah, you know, partake in it. But if you're just on your own, like, kind of like I was and just thinking, like, not really thinking, <laughs> don't, yeah. yeah, just don't take that chance.
2: Wow. Wow. Well, we've taken up enough of your time on a Mother's Day Sunday.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go rage at... um Uncle Rick's. <laughs>
2: nice. Cool. What up, Uncle Rick? Say hi to Filiano, uh, like the Doobie yeah. Raider for us. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Doobie Raider, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah me, Phil,
1: me and
4: Filiano became homies on Instagram. Oh, Did yeah. yeah. I'm always checking out his stuff. He's always making
1: really cool beats. Oh yeah. He's he's mad man. He's he actually helped. Uh, how would you say? Inadvertently, he had he had written some. We were writing stuff together, and then um, he had written this chorus, and it was like I want to I want to say it was like maybe. 3 or 4 years old right and then we were we were writing stuff for our new album and um, Jack was writing on this one track it was like the last track it's a banger and we we're we were at a dead we were at like a you know we couldn't finish the track because Jack was going to do finish the lyrics but it just wasn't working out he couldn't but he had a couple key you know good parts in there and so I had that this one little chorus idea that he had fucking stuck in my head, concreted in my head like years ago. And then Cameron Webb was like, "Yeah, well, you got to finish the song, you know, like it's just there, you got to finish it. You know, you can do it, come on. You know, like one day, you know. And so I was on the way driving to the studio, listening to the track, right? and i just said the co- the the chorus thing that my brother had made up, right? And it fit perfectly and then i walked in the studio and then i was like, oh, i have this idea. And then i spit it to the guys and the guys were like, go in the box. And then we did we did this weird thing where we wrote the end of the song and then we did the chorus and then I came in and wrote the verses, and then it was over. Wow! Like we, I never, I never, never really worked. Like yeah, one day. That's rad. And then they came in and did like the overdub, uh, the over, like the harmonies on the whatever later. Sounds like it might be a hit. (laughs) I know (laughs) those those songs that come
2: together that that fast. It was weird because
1: we were playing it for somebody. uh, It was Tipper Lee. He was on one of the tracks, and he was listening to it, and he told us this crazy ass thing. He's like he was saying these prolific songs and we're like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, that's the last track on, that was the last recording they did. That's the last song they did on that album. He's always the last track is the banger. Right. And I'm just thinking, hmm, well, yeah, maybe that pertains to something. And he's like, no. And he was telling, he kept going on to say this one. It was, it was usually like Ross, the Jamaican right. artist, you know, but he was like, he was Pretty telling me, yeah. Telling me some like, it was prolific shit, right? And he's like, and he didn't know. He said, that's the last track. And we're like, yeah. He's like, oh, he's a banger. So I was just like going, oh, that's kind of trippy. That's, cool. Not, not that's to big up, cool. not to big up our, our shit, but it did kind of come together kind of strangely, like solid style kind of, you know. But it's solid song, so I'm pretty stoked on it. And it has a positive message. A lot of the songs are are trying to, I don't know, trying to be a little more positive-edged and saying like war stories or something, you know what I mean? Opposed to war stories or getting loose, stuff like that. Well, one of the songs talks about pour another beer and have another shot. (laughs) <laughs>
2: but i am I'm, I'm i'm sure it's i'm i'm sure that the frequency of when you get to pour another beer and have another shot is probably it's, it's probably yeah. just more apt to you know growing up with the fucking band yeah you know what I mean that's like exactly what, they, what it,
1: it is about yeah, yeah. i think i say yeah i say that pour, pour another shot have another beer That's funny, yeah. That's the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, we won't hold you any longer. Thank you so much
2: for yeah, telling man. us how you got out of jail for getting into jail for weed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks this so episode is presented
0: by Pot Guide and WikiLeaf. Please follow ITW on Twitter and Instagram at GetIntoTheWeeds. You can follow Ben Rispin at Ben Rispin You can follow Ephraim martinez Schulz at F by Stereo and me Bubba Nicholson at Bubba Nicholson ITW's theme music was written by Jacob Bergsma of My Son the Hurricane Visit them at www.msthofficial.com Special thanks to our friends at Puff Digital Program Skate and Sound and the Slide Bar in Fullerton Orange County sound engineering provided by roman marconi at halo studios hamilton itw was created by ben rispin and is produced by master volume